Welcome back in 97.5, 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK. DJ is off. Right now, what is trending? It's brought to you by well, Shamrock Plumbing, because I already told you that. Yeah, just make sure you're paying attention. And I also need to tell you that hot takes or toast. The question of the day is brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. At Jerry Signer Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Sign up and test drive one today. So we've got a piece of luxury right now that we, I'm not sure we deserve, but we got it. Luxury is here upon us. I'm going to introduce to you, you know him, you hate him. His name is Gordon Monson, Gordon Glenn Monson. He went by GG growing up. Good morning, GG. How are you? <laughs> not true, but uh, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I appreciate the intro there. <laughs> you know him, you hate him. All right, well, yeah, that's just my family members. Well, well, well all 40 of them just yell down the hall. I'm sure they'll respond. <laughs> Bed and breakfast here. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, you doing, PK? Good to join oh, you. I am at the prime of my life. I've never felt better. So you've offloaded uh, DJ for, for a few days. Uh, you feeling good? Oh, yeah, I'm feeling down and dirty, <laughs> feeling kind of mean. I've been from one to the other extreme. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, I was talking to Jake about coming on with you this morning, and he, Jake said, you know, when I go on with PK, he's so mean to me, you know. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't really want to hear it. Come on. <laughs> of course, you're speaking of Jake Scott, who you can hear with Gordon every day from 2 to 6 on the big show right here on 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. Absolutely. A lot of stuff to talk about. I got a, In the next segment, I got a special little segment, and I'm calling it the Ask Gordon Monson Anything You Want segment. Oh. And you, you have to answer. Okay. <laughs> so right. you can – I put this on Facebook. We got some response, so I've got that. Uh, you can contact us. if you Whatever you want to know from Gordon, he's got to answer it. Wow, the full- I, got truth, I got the yeah. truth serum in me. I'm yes. going to lay down on the couch here, turn the meter on, and I'm ready. Absolutely. Uh-huh. The fully vaccinated Gordon Monson has got to come clean. He's got no worries in the world now. He is ready to go to handle anything and everything you've got. Man, I tell you, I did get that second shot yesterday in Moderna, and uh, I, I do feel it a bit. Uh, I feel like I've been kicked in the head a little bit. But, uh, yeah, feeling good, uh, ready to go, and glad to hope everybody gets taken care of in that regard. Uh, Well, you're going to get kicked in the other side of the head right now. (laughs) I would expect no less. That'll that'll balance out your head. And a lot of people say your head's been too big, so now we need to balance it out. (laughs) Uh, Shot to the left, shot to the right. All right, let me ask this question. Head's going to be fine. Who's got the bigger head, PK or me? What You. what, 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 how is that so conclusive? <laughs> what directions is the sunrise, been, Gordon? Have you been listening to yourself for the past 28 years? I mean, you know. <laughs> have I been listening to myself? I hear myself, but I don't listen. <laughs> That's a very good description right there. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> oh, okay, what's the difference? What's the difference between hearing and listening? Because I know that I am a blowhard. You think you're <laughs> profound. 
Yeah, I've had people tell me that before. I know somehow beyond all comprehension and against all the odds that I'm a blithering idiot, but yet I got a job <laughs> on the radio. You're not a blithering idiot. You, th- you think you're like Dr. Laura in, in the uh, <laughs> afternoons here, dispensing with critical pronouncements. That's the big difference. Well, I realize I am a big bag of hot air. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're the one that set this whole thing up. They were going to ask me any question you want. I mean, Right, because it, I, mean, I figured that would be feeding right into you, who you are. I talked to Jake about having you on, and he said, oh, buddy, <laughs> I don't envy you. I pray for you tonight. That's what he told me. Oh, see, that hurts me now. You know, I got feelings, too. Uh, anyway, I mean, well, all right. I didn't mean to compare, you know, egos with you to see who's is bigger. I'm but, uh, e- I'm egoless. <laughs> you can no, rock me. I don't care. You can take me just about anywhere. It doesn't matter. I need you tonight. In fact, I, I need want, you this morning. <laughs> I want all your listeners to know that I've been to concerts with you, and you are a rocker, man. And now you've got some country to you, which is fine. Jake complains about that. He thinks something's wrong, that something is short-circuited in your mind. But uh, <laughs> you're a lot of fun to go to a concert with. And, you know, I imagine maybe your listeners know that since you're constantly breaking out in song. Well, yeah, I mean... I. Yak, should I break out in uh, Cardi B's newest single? Let's not. <laughs> Cardi B. Do you see that Cardi B was uh, complaining about Utah's new anti-porn law or something? What was that all about? Yeah. Well, yeah, who knows what she's all about? I know that she did a one-on-one with your president. The guy who lived in the basement came out to do a thing with Cardi B, of all people. Yeah, I take I take most of my direction from athletes and celebrities. I mean, when I when they go political, I, whatever they say, I am going to do. You think that uh, Robert De Niro has a lot in common with you? Uh, it stops at the De Niro. He makes a lot of it, and I don't. Uh, but uh, no, I mean. I mean, those guys, I mean, they've got something to say, and they, they, they're leaders in our community. Mm. Uh, okay. I mean, when, Le, when LeBron James speaks, thus doeth PK. Yeah. Come on. I, I have a column coming out. Uh, I think it will be posted sometime today about uh, Donovan Mitchell and his role, uh, not only as an athlete, but as a, a person who has a, a, is a deep thinker and uh, likes to, uh, you know, express his opinion about things. And I think that is, he. Uh, bottom line is, he'll be a leader both for the Jazz and for his generation for many years to come, I believe. But uh, anyway, uh, speaking of the he didn't He's go on the trip. speak at the University of Utah. Yeah, I got that here in a second. He's going to yeah. be the commencement speaker, the 24-year-old Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Honestly, I am interested in him because he's a basketball player. I couldn't care less what he has to say politically. He's well. I don't know whether he's going to talk politically or whether uh, he's whatever going to, cause, he does. Cause, uh, whatever way he wants to lead doesn't matter to me. Go ahead, see, do what you want. He's, he's bigger than all that, PK. He's uh, donating to great causes right. uh, for education and, and you know, absolutely. So, so uh, you know, I've it doesn't have to always that. doesn't always have to center around politics. No, it doesn't. Uh, it I, seems can, to be the he, way of the world today. 
Yeah. Well, everything, his... my friend. Money drives everything, and everything is political. Uh, maybe so. I mean, so you can't <laughs> open your mouth without saying something political. But uh, he, he's got a lot of good qualities sure he does. about uh, that, that I think a young generation, younger generation can learn from, and maybe older generations too, like old dogs like me and you. Maybe we should listen to what the man has to say. So I, anyway. I, whatever he wants to say, it's, it's, whatever he wants to say is just that, is what he says. And he has every right to do what he's doing, and I'll support that right. I, I particularly, I'm going to lead my life the way I see fit, and I don't, I don't go by athletes or celebrities and what they have to say. That's well, I don't saying. buy the same shoes that athletes do, <laughs> but if if somebody's making a good point, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. I don't I care. Don't, who I don't it is buy any. Yeah, well, it's a good point, but that's just the point. Your political views determine whether it's a good point or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't want to get on an airplane. I don't know if yeah. that's true. I don't know what that deal no. was all about. But PK, you've flown a lot in your. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of you here. But uh, you've flown a lot through the years. Have you ever had a, a situation where you were pretty scared on board? Uh, yes, but I didn't know to what extent. Now they had to take off again at the re- land because the thing had uh, birds. I've been in situations where uh, we've had to go back. I've been in situations for various reasons, health reasons on the plane, where somebody uh, just a couple years back, man, we take off, and the guy in front of me is down. Yeah. Now, it's like, yeah. It was an early morning flight, and so there wasn't a lot of people. I'm talking like 6 a.m., and he's one row in front of me, and he just goes down. And they were asking for medical people, and there was a little emergency landing there. That was scary. Now, obviously, I was fine, but the guy was literally one row ahead of me, so I was scared for that. And was he laying down in the aisle? He was draped over the armrest on the aisle. Okay. And it got – because he was – I, I want to say he was probably sitting in the middle because he was going to lay down because the flight was so stinking early. And he and he just tipped over to the right, mm-hmm. so the armrest got him. And I can't remember the exact details, but of course, there's medical people uh, coming on the plane. And when they landed, we were told to sit, you know, and all that stuff as the medical people came on. And so that was scary here in the yeah. air, and, and it wasn't personally scary. Uh, you never had any. You never had any plane problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one time we were flying into Los Angeles, and we go to land, and we just go right back up. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What so was that we, about? Uh, I'm trying to remember, but uh, something they didn't uh, they didn't like the landing, or something was up, and and so yeah, so you're you're descending, and you know you're just about ready to you know you hear that sort of thud sound on the wheels of the hitting the ground. And the next thing you know, we just start ascending as oh, if wow. we're taking off. So uh-huh. that was a little alarming as far as <laughs> – but, you know, you don't. I don't know what to extend. And I haven't been like a sully landing in the Hudson River yeah, where, yeah. I mean, that was extremely dramatic uh, mm-hmm. and all that. Flock of so, geese, right? So, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. One time so, I told this story on a big show, but uh, – uh, I, when the Jazz were in the playoffs way back in the 90s, they were playing the Nuggets, 
And there were a bunch of us on a plane coming out of Denver back to Salt Lake City. Bowler was on that plane. I was on a bunch of people, a bunch of media guys and women were on that flight. And we took off out of Denver and we're, uh, we're heading uh, over the mountain. And all of a sudden, the guy sitting next to me says, do you smell that? And I said, smell what? He said, I smell, go? I smell something burning. Uh. <laughs> I said, hey, man, don't blame me. But there's burning smell all through the cabin, and that's not a good sign. And no. uh, then, then without the pilot coming on the, uh, on the uh, intercom, the plane turns around. I mean, you can tell, you know, we're heading back to the airport. And that was... That was a little frightening. It turned out oh, that it sure, was yeah. something was wrong with the with the filter system or something on the on the plane and got back safely. But I don't know if that's why Donovan. Do we know that? Uh, I don't that, know the reason. No. Yeah. Well, All I know is he said he's excused personal. for personal reasons. Yeah. So, but you know, to me, as you say earlier, he's been exemplary in a lot of different ways. So uh, he, in my mind, he earns the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because he's a player and he shows up to play, so I don't know. I do not know the reason, but whatever it is, uh, I believe he's earned the benefit to where I don't think it's uh, where I'm going to question it and, and some crazy thing. I, I don't know because he's been there. He obviously loves to play. He's playing at such a high level. I I, I feel bad for me <laughs> because <laughs> right now he's been playing well, and I was talking to a couple of guys in their seventies yesterday. And the one guy says, you know, the Jazz are so fun to watch play. And my wife, I think, is sort of a barometer in terms of she'll catch on in the postseason when it really matters. Sort of, she's not hardcore in the regular season. But she's been watching them more and more in the regular season because of the fun nature of which they've been playing. Yeah. And he's been right there at the forefront of that. So how do you think they do without him tonight against Memphis? Well, you know how it is because you've seen enough of these games that occasionally when a star player is out, uh, the rest of the crew sort of uh, rallies and uh, comes through. But uh, but I don't know. I thought this game was going to be difficult anyway because it's tough beating a team three times in, in this short amount of time. So we'll see how the Jazz react to that. But you're right. They are fun to watch. Yeah, I, One thing, everyone, it seems like, and I wrote a comment about this as well, and we've talked about it and you've talked about it, you know, the whole thing, uh, people are observing the Jazz, and a lot of folks like Doc Rivers are saying, no, it's the Lakers and the Clippers in the West. And, Can and you I believe understand. Glenn said that? <laughs> Glenn. Come on. Doc Rivers. Whatever. And, anyway, uh, so he, he, uh, he said what he said. But I think a lot of people think that, and they think the Jazz are kind of sweet to watch right now but it won't hold up and so what i think is going to happen that i think it is it can hold up but it's up to the jazz to sustain it through difficult sure. situations in the playoffs and they haven't really proved it in the past and so no. this year it's a whole new thing and i think all this attention that they're getting now whether it's pro or con whether they're believers or or uh, unbelievers uh, it's uh, the pressure is going to rise as as but the season goes on, and as we don't the have more success, the more success they have, the more pressure they're going to have to face, and that's that's when we'll see if those twenty uh, four yeah. footers are going to drop. Well, sure, yeah, we don't have any unbelievers, as you say on our show. We're all believers. <laughs> We're men and women of faith. Okay, so. All right. 
We save the unbelievers for your show. The people in the morning, they're believers. <laughs> and that's why they love listening to you so much. We're not a band of brothers. We're a band of believers. <laughs> okay. Isn't that right, Brother Hatch? Absolutely. Yeah. Bieber believers? We no, are not believers. Bieber believers, no. On our show, we're believers. So take your faithless drivel and get out of here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Pastor Kinahan. Amen, brother. We believe. Uh, I suspect that they'll make up the difference tonight. Uh, they've got players who can make it up. They've got scoring punch. Uh, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, man, he basically hasn't given you jack for a good long while. So yeah. if he can find a way to put the ball in a basket, he can offset Donovan Mitchell. And and I get that. You know, the the whole thing with Glenn Rivers – the two L.A. teams, uh, I would sort of let that seep out to the Jazz. We had a Mike Smith, and he does the pregame uh, and post and halftime for the Jazz, and he's going to be doing more games, and then he's on board the entire time for the playoffs. He was telling us he hasn't been doing as much this year because he flies in and with the pandemic and all that stuff, but uh, he'll be here for the postseason. And he's been around the league. He played a little bit, obviously, at BYU and played with the Celtics. And then he went into broadcasting uh, fairly young. And so he's been he's been a broadcaster in this league, I think, for uh, approaching, uh, well, over 30 years, actually. Because I think he started in the late 80s. When I was down there and covering the Clippers, he got the job. And so, anyway, he was talking about how he, st- he spoke to Steve Kerr. He said the night before they played the Jazz, and, and he asked Steve, you know, what he thought. And Steve told, said that, uh, yeah, he, he said that he this team reminded him of his first Warriors team in terms of the shooting and the passing and all that stuff. Now, that Warrior team, if I remember correctly, went all the way. Uh, so we're not saying that. And, yeah, they do have to prove it in the postseason. But, you know, people say they, they haven't won anything. And then it's hard to argue on that they haven't. But they've had some postseason experience. And... Some of it has been successful, and a lot of it has been bitter. And this is a veteran team, though. So it's outside of Mitchell, who's only 24, but he's in fourth year, and he's basically had the keys to the car for all four years. So even though he's only a three-and-a-half, three-and-three-quarter veteran, he is someone who has a lot of experience in uh, big situations. So if if they lose if they don't win at all you know that's still an outstanding task to expect them i don't think that it'll be because they completely and totally failed in the postseason sometimes you get beat because the other team is pretty good and they beat you so we'll have to see the complexion of the losses when and if they come yeah how deep and, do they have to go to satisfy the expectation that, that's a good question yeah, well, Mitchell was on record as saying getting out of the first round. Joe Ingles, right. after the Washington loss, said, what do we want here? Do we want to be competing for a title? And I'm paraphrasing. Well, do we want to be competing for the title? Do we want to get out of the first round? That is the streak when they had lost four or six that began late February and then spilled over into March earlier this month. And he laid it out there. So, yes, obviously, if you lose in the first round, you're going to have a very difficult justification to spin that any which way outside of an extreme bitter negative. I understand that. But second and third rounds, you know, let's see how it goes first. I don't think their inexperience of having success is going to be the cause. I think that 
there's any number of reasons why you lose, but I don't think it's why they haven't been there before. Because even though they haven't been there, I think Conley's played in the conference final, uh, and the other guys haven't. But they've been there. They've been knocking on the door, and they're a veteran team. They got uh, guys in their 30s, uh, middle to late 20s, and then Mitchell bringing it up at 24, and he's your best offensive player. So excited to see what they do. Game time tonight at six o'clock. Our pregame with Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe will get underway right at 5 o'clock here on The Zone. All right, coming up next, the Monson segment. Anything you want to ask, you can ask. You can get us on Twitter. You can call. I have no idea what the phone number is. Yock, you can give it out if you want. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE, 855 Okay, there it is. And I've already got some questions lined up. He has to answer them, and I'm gonna we're going to hold him accountable right now. Wow. After these like torture, no, we're going to talk about No, you've got to answer. Whatever the question is, you've got to answer it. You are on the spot where you live normally. The Monsonian Institute is going to be right here before you. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.